Hello, everyone. Welcome to You, Me, Them, Everybody. My name is Brandon Weatherby. This episode with Armando Gallardo is all about what transpired in the nation's capital, the United States of America, the nation's capital, on January 6th, 2021. Armando is a journalist. He's a good friend of ours. Uh, he's been on the show multiple times. Um, recently, we've discussed him documenting, him reporting on some pretty monumental events in this country and I think it's fair to say what happened yesterday at the Capitol is one of those events. Armando was there. He um, he is someone you should be following on Instagram. Um, we've embedded a lot of his stories here. Uh, in this post, there's some of the photos that he took yesterday, uh, some of the videos in his Instagram story feed, which you could see within the last 24 hours if you listen to this episode the day it is released. Um, yeah, Armando is very good at what he does, and yesterday was a very bad day for lots and lots of reasons, but uh, I'm glad that Armando was there covering it, and I'm glad he's safe now. Um, he will inevitably be on the show again, and I'd like to see him sooner rather than later. Fingers crossed he doesn't have COVID for obvious reasons. That's all covered in the interview. Um, we now have a Patreon account because things aren't going well for obvious reasons, Please consider donating at youmethemeverybody.com. It's on our about page. It's in this podcast description. Once again, so is Armando's social media presence. Um, yeah, horrible, horrible day. I'm glad Armando's okay. Here's the show. The obvious should come first. Are you okay? I'm all right. I'm okay. just tired, but I'm okay. So are you willing to essentially tell us what your day was on Wednesday January sixth, twenty twenty one. I am okay. So, what time do you wake up? I woke up at um, about eight thirty or eight. Okay, I think. Yeah. What's the first thing you do when you wake up? Um, I think this is gonna be a long day. Okay, what is it? So, how do you approach that? Do you check Twitter? Do you start packing your bag? Do you bring a gas so, mask? What What's your process? So, my process usually starts at the day before okay uh, the before should i say so like this was the same case um i you know i formatted my car started charging my batteries got everything together make sure i got my mask um you know covid stuff now that we have to worry about i guess um get extra mask you know just think of worst case scenarios and be ready for those okay um and uh and that was that, you know, so like, and usually the funny thing is usually, you know, those days are long, like it's, you know, you before a big day, like the six, you want to sleep as much as possible. And that's never the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because, I, for, so yeah. there's some context we should give right now. This will be, I'd argue, I'd say one of the most important weeks in our life in terms of American history. Oh, absolutely. Because on Tuesday is the runoff election for the state of Georgia. And both of those seats went Democrat, but only one was called by the end of the fifth. So a lot of people I know didn't go to bed until well past midnight on January 5th into January 6th because they didn't know who was going to be the senior senator from the state of Georgia or the second senator. Sorry. And um, that race was not called until the Capitol was broken into. Right. Yeah. So when did yeah, you I, actually get to sleep on the night of January 5th? Um, sometime around, I think it was three in the morning. So you got maybe five hours of sleep before. Yeah. Okay. That's maybe. Yeah. Okay. 
that's not good. It's not horrible, but it's not good. I agree. I agree. Okay. So you wake up at eight, eight thirty. Then what? Um. So okay. So I wake up. Things is gonna be a long day. And actually, that kind of like precluded my 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 next steps because I was like, as much as I want to be there for the rally, like don't do that because, okay. um there's no rush kind of thing right like and granted i was i was already kind of thinking that there might be a curfew in place at some point mm -hmm. um i you know i i figured it was gonna be a long day regardless so i was just like i'm gonna take my time and just go on with that so i've you know got myself together uh ran out of the house a couple of times actually and then forgot some stuff came back very quickly um but for example, my gloves, right? Like something sure. as simple as that. Yeah. Remember, I was by U Street, um, and I, I made the, I, you know, I was like, should I bring back, go back for my gloves? And I was like, absolutely, I should. It's gonna make such a huge difference. Are you glad so you like, went back to get your gloves? Oh yeah, absolutely. Good. Yes. Um, so like, you know, got back and everything else. Anyway, so like, then I'm like thinking, okay, it's almost like you know, lunchtime, but not really. But I'm not gonna eat anything because then I started realizing that everything was kind of closing downtown. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah, I oh, really quick for the listener at home, uh, you live in the Parkview neighborhood, just south yeah. of Petworth, and you're yes. what four miles from where you ended up from the capital? Um, no, actually, shorter than that. Shorter than four miles. Uh, so, how did you get there? Yeah. Because for those that don't know, there was a curfew. You obviously saw this coming. Um, yeah. Lots of things were already told, even before the curfew was announced, that you can't park in certain areas. Yeah. So, how did you get to the places that you got to? So lately, I've been doing this thing that I drive to um, as close as I can get, basically. Um, and then I park the car and I leave like my other stuff, let's call it that, in the car, which basically means my computer, my hard drives, and stuff that I can file with, right? So that I always have a place to come back to as the day progresses, as okay. needed. And then from there, I got a... Uh, jump bike because I know that's like the fastest way to get there. Okay. Um, and no one's gonna stop a bike, so like you're just mm -hmm. gonna like go through all the barricades without a problem. So is that what you yeah. did yesterday? Yeah. Okay. So, it took me no time to get to where I needed to go. I'm not surprised by that because I'm following this. Keep in mind, I'm with my kids, so we're literally right. at the playground, and I'm just like casually checking <laughs> Twitter every, I'd say, 45 minutes just to be like, okay, everything's fine. It's a nothingness. And it yeah. looked very, 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 very small before you got right. there. Yeah, I think that the crowd started to, um, you know, build up at the rally, right? And then from there, it just everything went crazy. Okay, so you, for those of you that don't follow you on Instagram, your Instagram stories had a very good perspective of how things were building. Is that fair? Yeah, that's, I agree. Yes. So at first you're just like marching and you're like, don't come to downtown D.C. And it's actually right. more people than you'd see when they would do the C CNN shots from the Skycam or whatever yeah. you'd see on Twitter for the rally. And yeah. It, and only now, roughly 24 hours later, it seems like there was a meetup point or a meetup time and you kind of captured that all on film. Right. Yeah. And that's kind of what I wanted to get, right? Because like, and th actually that itself actually was... Um, educated my where I parked because okay. I was like I figured this was gonna be going from the White House right ellipsis which is where the rally took place to the Capitol and as the night will progress it will actually center around Bill and Plaza mm, so, okay okay so I park on 14th Street 
as close as I could downtown because I was like, that's a really good middle point in between places. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. That's an interesting. So for those of you that don't know, ever, most everyone knows uh, the White House is 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. The Capitol is essentially two, a little bit more than two miles away. Mm-hmm. It's and it's on an Angler Street, and if you've ever seen a movie or whatever in White House in in DC, that's what it is. So you decided I'm going to anchor myself where there's probably going to be maybe violence at the end of the nights near Black Lives Matter Plaza, which yeah. is about two blocks, four blocks from the White House, something like that. Yeah. Okay. That's correct. Now, um. The the there wasn't violence in Black Lives Matter Plaza, and if there was, it was not widely reported. Um, right. What you focused on was what the rest of the world was focused on. You were covering that, and yeah, you are a, a credentialed journalist, so you didn't have to worry about curfew. Curfew was announced whilst you were covering this around in the two p.m. hour. I was actually recording when I got the notification on my phone, and. I had no idea what was going on because I'm in the basement right. talking to someone else about drag race, not <laughs> not the end of potential end of democracy. So right. how did it feel? You know, it's one of those funny things whenever I'm covering stuff that is big because I don't really have context of what the day is looking like. Mm, okay. And what I did yesterday was a little bit different than what I do normally because I kind of open up a thread with like a few friends and I was just like, send me anything you see on CNN or Twitter or whatever, because I needed to have some outside perspective of what they were getting from whoever, because it's it's felt like such a dangerous situation all the time, you know, um, that I needed to have that extra eye. So like, um, sorry, what was your original question? I, 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 how did you <laughs> feel? Just pretty much how did you feel? Oh, yeah. Because you've covered like literally, I know it's dozens. Is it over 100 protests yeah it's over 100 at this point jesus okay so this is this couldn't be new to you right did it feel new (laughs) did it feel different you know it felt um a little bit surreal because it felt like a movie you know um because like by the time i got to by the time i got to the capital i was already kind of thinking like this is really really bad because suddenly, as I'm getting closer, I start hearing, like, what sounded like explosions. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm trying to, like, have situation awareness and looking around and figuring out where the heck this explosion are coming from. And then I figure out that the people are trying to move forward into the Capitol, and it's actually Capitol Police throwing flashbangs. Um, then, on so the funny thing is, like, and it was, I, I mean, we'll eventually get there, I guess, but, like, the, 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 the lack of proper action from so many actors here, it's just ridiculous. Like the fact that there was an inauguration stage set up there and nobody thought, oh yeah, that's right. They might actually climb this stage and set themselves up there. And the tower in the middle, which is where usually the press goes to take photos, was taken by, I guess, the commander in chief, you know, de facto commander in chief of them, that was actually instigating them to move forward. Because some people were still a little bit timid as they started approaching, you know, the the fen- the plastic fence yeah. that was supposed to hold them, you know, to not go further into the capital. But then you have this main person there with a big megaphone just asking people to move forward. So it was like, it looked like a movie in that sense, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, so, um 
so yeah, I mean, how did it feel? It felt bad. It felt scary. It felt like it felt like one of those things, like those moments in life that you have to make a decision of like, okay, how much am I willing to risk in this situation? What are you, you know, how how bad can this be? And what are you gonna do about it? Right? Like I was constantly, and I think I think that's why by like eleven thirty p.m. I passed out on my couch, um, and I wasn't awake until this morning. Because like, yeah. you just get so exhausted from constantly being looking at exit routes, which is what I was doing on a on a constant basis, um, and you know, breathing with the mask on all the time, you know, like et cetera, et cetera. Just like, plus trying to figure out this, you know, this crowd was against or didn't care about the press. Um, having to hide your your credentials in and out all the time because you know depending on the situation it's just it's just a lot of thinking that you have to do in these situations so for the listener at home you are a brown person which i am uh which also makes this situation i'd say a little bit more delicate than some of right. my pigment so did that at all come up um you know it's, it's funny you mentioned that because, like, for example, I made the decision of, like, shaving completely uh, the day before, you know, and you make those decisions because you got to think about those things, yes. you know, like how to look more clean shaven, how to, you know, m- you know, mix in the crowd. Like, I mean, I, I think we talked about this last time, like last time I made the, the mistake because I was on, on a rush to wear, like, some black pants and, like, a dark coat. Yeah. So, like, I was, you know, at some point, a couple of times I was. Uh, question if I was part of Antifa. This time around, it wasn't the case. So it does play it out, you know, and in, in ways that you don't realize because it's, it's, so, it's so natural for one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, of course, you know, like you have to kind of like, and you have to be constantly listening to like conversations that are going around you, not just about press, but also like potential immigrants or, pre- you know, like uh, whatever it might be. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so, so yes, BLM. Obviously, that came up yesterday, but the thing that is the most shocking thing to me isn't that this happened, isn't the cause of it. None of that's surprising. The only thing that I'm like, how, what is the Capitol Police seemingly from the outside allowing it to happen? Right. Now, you were there. I was not there. But like most every single person that lives in D.C., you've had, I've had a negative experience with the Capitol Police. They are it's like a stereotype of just like a dick cop and <laughs> because they, and they're, they go overboard all the time. Every reporter I know has either had like a belt or shoes confiscated for the dumbest reasons because of the decorum and all that stuff when it comes right. to the house and the center. I get it. And right. those guys are usually just doing their job. It seems like they weren't doing their job yesterday. Now you were there. Did you mm-hmm. get close enough to witness that or did that come up at all? Yeah, I mean, I got as close as basically um, as people were breaking into. I mean, I, I think you saw the stories like people were breaking into the the uh, the Capitol. And I was like, I believe people are breaking into the Capitol as we speak. Yeah. Um, so like, you know, and, but so so like, yeah, I mean, it was very obvious that I, 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 I still don't understand. Because like the other thing is, is we've been talking about this, right? Like I've been talking to you about like this is going to happen. This is yeah. going to happen. Like this is there's still more stuff that I think is still going to happen that we have talked about. I don't I think you're do. wrong. And I, I think the majority of Americans think you're right. But none of that should matter. I agree. But it, it does matter in the sense that here's my, my, my logic. Mm-hmm. I am a 35 year old, you know, j- journalist that I'm sure it's not as smart as the top chief of intelligence that we have in this country. 
So the fact that that person didn't think about this or didn't do what they were supposed to do and say, hey, maybe we should think about this. When I've been talking about this for months, it's that's where that's why I think it's important because they should have known or they knew and didn't decide to do anything about it or God knows what else, but it absolutely failure in so many different ways. You know, we have a social social contract of sorts with the police, I guess. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. you protect and we obey, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, to, that's kind of like the, the basis of it. Of course, you know, it can depend depending on whoever, whatever you believe, but that's kind of like the, the basis of the contract that we have, the social contract that we have. And it was completely obliterated yesterday, you know? So, yeah, bad, bad. But I mean, so many ways that I saw it, you know, from Capitol Police to even MPD, um, from the fact that they had to call the National Guard, like the National Guard should have been already inside the cap. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, for, well, this is the one point where I'm not going to blame D.C. because we don't D.C. because D.C. for some reason is not allowed to call the National Guard. Virginia Maryland can. But because we're not a state, we can't call the National Guard. Therefore, that's the one where I'm like, OK, I get it. But. I don't want to also just spread what ifs. I want to talk about the what happened. And you were literally there, and most people around the world saw it, and most people weren't there. In your estimation, how many people do you think you actually saw yesterday that were part Thousands. of this movement? Thousands. Get, um, give me a number. Guess. Um, at the very least, probably 15,000. 15,000. So more at the very least. And and that's a substantial amount but not crazy. That's not a cra that's still less than we could, would go to a major league baseball game. Yeah. So I mean, how much how many can you fit in a stadium? Uh, anywhere from 20 to 30,000. Okay. And then I'd probably say like between 20 and 25,000. Oh, okay. Okay. How many people broke in do you think? Because you had a very close angle. If once again if you followed Armando's stories, you were what like five to ten feet away from the door and not, and you you could have gone in. Did you go in? Yeah. No, I didn't go in. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you go in? Um, a couple of reasons. Number one is I I I kept getting very much worried about one. I had three main concerns as I was there, right? One of them was a bomb because there were all yeah. these people around and I didn't know what people were carrying. Number two was somebody getting trigger happy, which ended up happening inside the chambers. Mm -hmm. um, and then that ending up in God knows what else. And number three is the fact that, yes, I'm, I am a journalist, but it's I learned <laughs> through my arrest that police will first charge you and then ask questions later. And for those that don't know, you, know, uh, you were you were uh, you were doing your job. And yes. was it the mayor or the governor somebody like that? the day before a protest after the unlawful shooting of a person of color in North Carolina? Yeah. In North Carolina, changed the rules, rules so no one could wear a gas mask, and you were bringing gas masks to stuff you were covering. Yeah, within the perimeter of a stadium. Yeah. Like, because there was a football game. <laughs> Please, let's make yeah. this. Okay, so just, just put things in context. So, yes. So, that back then, I was a credential journalist. I had... It was very clear for them that, you know, I was a journalist, but they still arrested me. And that was three months or so of just complete horrible pain that I had to go through the system. So my concern was, and I mean, and part of me kind of wished that I would gone through, gone in. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, now that the FBI is starting to ask for photos and stuff like that, I'm just like, yeah, I brought, probably it's better that I didn't go in. Because the truth of the matter is most likely you will get charged with a federal crime mm -hmm. of sorts. Mm -hmm. And then it's up to the prosecutor really to release your 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 um, 
your charges or not. Yeah. But um, I don't want to go through that again. You no, know what I, I mean? Com- I think you made the right decision. Okay. You mentioned that the FBI is now asking for information for people that were there. You clearly yeah. have a lot of footage. Are you going to share that or do you feel like that's a bad idea at this point? I think um, I think people can share. I don't want to speak about myself specifically, but sure. I think people can share um, in you know taking away the metadata, making sure that it's you know there's no trace back to whatever. I'm not saying like you know just you just gotta be careful. You know what I mean? Like the thing is, you could share. Let me take that back. Okay, you could share. You just gotta know that they're gonna come back knocking on your door asking for more questions. Yeah. So be prepared. That's kind of the only thing I, I would say. You know. Does this make you? think of this country any differently does this just validate your previous thesis does this do you think this will change you as a human being in any way um i don't think it changes me i think more than anything um it it just shows you know actually i'm very pissed i'm i think that the one thing that i'm like that keeps coming back from this is i'm extremely upset because here we are now, all these different actors showing up late to the party and doing something about it, right? Either from the mayor's side, sorry, the mayor, sorry, um, like Facebook or Twitter or, you know, congressmen or whatever, right? And like, this, this is already happening. It's been happening. Like, the erosion of democracy as we know it has been happening. Um, and the fact that the, uh, to me, the erosion finalized whenever the elections that were fair and balanced took place, and there was a call for uh, fraud. And I, I'm still baffled by the fact that that was allowed, and it's been allowed, and not only that, but it's been validated. Like, all these 12 different congressmen, plus everybody else that has given any kind of fire or, like, even a platform to allow this kind of lies, it's complacent so back to your question of like you know how do i feel about it or like or does this change anything it just makes me more pissed because i feel that i mean and the other thing is this like when i was there it's very clear a lot of these people just truly believe i had this one guy actually a few guys that had this uh, shirt that said uh trump no sorry it said god god guns and trump so like that's the level that they see this person right um and they just follow whatever it is so you know and they truly believe uh, these people truly believe that they're patriots truly believe that they were saving the country from you know tyranny um so i guess more than anything it just pisses me off the lack of action and that now we're starting to hear you know calls for 25th amendment and among others but in the meantime it's been going on for a while now and nobody has bad an eye about it. It's just been going on about it, you know? So yeah, a lot of, um, a lot of reckoning to be done in, in that sense, but I don't even know if it's going to be get, get done or not. You know, like, mm-hmm. th- unfortunately the country has a, a thing for, you know, American exceptionalism is a real thing for sure. Oh yeah. Um, and, and we still believe that we're the best and that, you know, we have nothing to ask forgiveness for, Etc. 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 And and I, even even in the entire conversation that I, we've been having the last couple of days or yesterday, sorry, everything that I've seen so far, I haven't seen a single person say I'm sorry. Everything is, you know, blaming the other side or blaming this side or whatever. And 
they have all played a part in one way or another. So I wouldn't go that far. I wouldn't say all people have played a part. There's a lot of people in sure. the Senate and in the House right now who definitely have been opposing this thing from the jump. So right, right. Sorry, I didn't mean. I mean, I, I mean, like not not all as a as every single person, but I guess like all as in the people that have been pushing for or giving any platform to this kind of mm-hmm. rhetoric. Do you have any plans for the next, for the inauguration? If there is an inauguration, how it used to be, you said you think more is going to happen. I think that that's probably the safe bet. I mean, clearly there's no guarantees in life, but uh, sure. Um, do you have any plans in terms of coverage for inauguration day anything surrounding that or do you think that this was such a watershed moment everything now will be smut will be smaller i think things are not going to be smaller they're just going to be more um secret more than anything you know like even the way they were they were talking they were uh, working out yesterday like i saw a lot of people as people were entering the capital i would see groups gathering around all wearing military fatigues or something like that and um but of course, they were not military. Excuse me, um, and um, and they were looking at maps of the capital, mm-hmm. you know, and they were kind of planning their own entrance or God knows what else. I mean, my understanding they were they were there was a banner or something that they found some Molotov cocktails inside. I don't know if that's true yet or not, but um, so that kind of stuff, right? Like stuff that you are not seeing in that big moment, or you know, in such a big. Um, it's not a big thing to see, but it's still happening, and it's happening in ways that you are not even seeing. Now, as far as coverage for the for the for the inauguration, I mean, I told you before. I I right, actually last time we talked, I think we said, I said that there shouldn't be an inauguration. I understand that there's space for um, celebration, and you know, normally we want to make sure that everybody's aware that the government is functioning and moving forward. But sometimes you just gotta make, you just gotta. Ask yourself, right? Do you prefer somebody to blow stuff up or do you prefer for somebody to, um, you know, or to, to, or to have an integration? I mean, and granted, I have no information whatsoever of what might happen, but it just seems like a space for instigators to come in and do something. Well, I completely agree and understand that. I also understand the idea of now it's more important than ever to do as big as publicly, socially distant as possible because it shows that we will not back down from terrorism. Like it's it's the it's really no different than like Bush throwing out the first pitch after 9/11 at the World Series in game 1. Like that type of display. Right. Of Does that make sense? Yeah, I know totally. I mean, not to mention COVID, right? <laughs> exactly. So let's talk about that. Let's close with that. Um it based on your Instagram yesterday, it looked like you had been at least exposed to things like pepper spray and smoke bombs. Um Yeah. I'm assuming um, you're equally as concerned about COVID considering you do have asthma and I do and relatively well-known um, Nazis that were there have COVID and did not have a right. mask on. Right. Therefore, how are you feeling today? What's your testing plan? Was this the most maskless crowd you've been in since COVID? Um. There, well, this and the the previous uh, Trump um, rally, right? Okay. Or whatever that when that was, um, but th- definitely in close quarters that I, you know, I had to be in. Absolutely, hands down. Um, 
But so what's my plan? I mean, my plan is usually given three to five days after potential exposure, get mm. tested and then get tested a couple of days after and then get tested again or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just monitor my, my symptoms and whatnot. But like, I mean, I was wearing an N95 um, up until probably 30 minutes in when I kind of figured out that, I mean, I started kind of smelling the gas and I was like, I'm just going to put my, gas, my, my, my mask on. Oh, I see. And my mask... Yeah, so like I was wearing my mask, and my mask does have like um, particulate fil filters, which would actually fil uh, filter any potential exposure, or most okay. of it, I would say. So um, that helps a lot. It helps not just for the gas, but also for COVID. So, mm. so far, I mean, I've been okay. So I'm, you know, knock on wood. But um, yeah, we'll see. I'll, I'll let you know how things go. So this is why, for the listener at home, this is why Romano and I only see each other every few months because. <laughs> it's because of COVID. Because you came to yeah. our to to my house on Monday outside the entire time, simply because I knew the next two days you would be covering this, and inevitably yeah. you'd be exposed to people that have COVID that are not doing anything about it. Right. I mean, yeah, and the, the truth of the matter is, like outdoors is extremely. You know, it's it's there's definitely a minimal. Sure. Or reduce, I would say. But um, you were in crowds, man. It's that, not... that was good. right. No, no, that, that was this is exactly what I was going to say. This wasn't your regular outdoor situation. No. It was like neck to neck with every single person there and pushing forward. And they, you know, just uh, the worst kind of. St At some point, somebody borrowed my phone. Actually, a journalist saw me and she lost her phone. So she like you know flagged me and she was like, "Can I use your phone?" So like she. She um she tried to call her husband as she did that she literally like cough on my freaking phone, uh, <laughs> and I was like, great, great. I mean, glad, lucky for me, I had a bunch of like disinfectant uh, wipes and stuff like that. But still, you know what I mean? Yeah, fun times. You, me, them, everybody is made by me, Brandon Weatherby. Our theme music is by Daniel Knox. Our art is by Jillian Ron. You can hear all 13 years of shows at youmethemeverybody.com. If you're listening to this in Spotify or on iTunes, the last year of episodes are available uh, with some sprinklings of the other ones. If you want the rest of the catalog, which features over 700 episodes, youmethemeverybody.com. Our Patreon page is on our About page. It's all there. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff, at sign Y-M-T-E. Thanks for listening. I'll hug the places that you've been sleeping, friends and 